I'm Max Clark, and these are the six cybersecurity acronyms that you need to know and make sure that you're using to secure your business. Okay, number one, IAM, Identity and Access Management. IAM has a lot of subcategories in it. The key thing here is that you have a centralized identity and control of user identities and access to your IT resources. Do you have a system in place that allows you to create accounts, disable accounts, deactivate accounts, delete accounts, and is that system then used by all of the other um, IT systems that you have in place? That way when you make changes to a user account in one place, it can cascade or be referenced by everything else. IAM is a fantastic, easy way for you to control your identity, your user access, connection to your IT systems, and is an absolute foundational must. Okay, second acronym, SSO, single sign-on. Single sign-on is also part of IAM, and with single sign-on, these are systems like, I mean, you can use Azure Directory, you can use Okta, you could use Ping Identity. There's different SSO providers. And the key here, again, is that your employee has a single resource that they can authenticate and sign in with that then gives them the ability to credential and sign into other platforms. So now instead of having to remember dozens or hundreds of different logins, all I have to remember is my credentials to log into this SSO platform and then that SSO platform can enable me to log into other things. Okay, third one, MFA, multi-factor authentication. Subset of IAM. Notice a trend here. We're talking about identities, securing your identities, protecting your identities, making credentials easy, right? So foundational stuff. Multi-factor authentication. In the good old days, multi-factor authentication, we had these um, uh, secure ID from RSA, these these little tokens we carry on our keychains, and it had, had six numbers on it and would rotate every 30 seconds, and we'd have to type those numbers in. Today, when we talk about implementing MFA, it is done typically one in a few ways. I'm going to tell you the bad ways. I'm going to tell you the good ways. We're going to give you a little, little cheat sheet here. Um, bad ways, absolute worst way, code being emailed or sign-in link being emailed to the account. So you go to log into a site and it says we're going to send you a sign-in link or we're going to send you a sign-in code to your email. That is horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Second one, I'm a little bit better but still bad, SMS. You receive a code in your text message that says enter this code into the system in order to authenticate. SMS systems are incredibly vulnerable, easy to compromise, easy to take over and gain access to accounts. So any MFA system that's relying on either email or SMS, better than nothing, but it, you should just assume it's hot garbage. From there, we go to the authenticator style applications. And so this implements the RSA, what looked like the RSA secure ID functionality in software. So now you get inside your application, you get a rotating set of uh, six numbers. It changes every 30 seconds to then authenticate. The authenticator systems are fantastic. They integrate with your SSO system or your password management system, so you don't have to have a standalone platform. By the way, you could run Google Authenticator for free. You could run the Microsoft solution for free. There's free authenticators in the market. You can just get them and use them. So there's no excuse for you not to have it. From there, you go to app-based, push-based authentication. Duo has a very common platform for this one that Cisco purchased and systems like Microsoft. And again, Google are implementing this natively within their applications where when you go to sign in and authenticate, another trusted device that already exists gets a push notification that says, hey, are you trying to actually do this? Yes or no? And you click yes, then maybe it prompts you for another piece of information, like what numbers do you see on the screen in the Google case? And your highest level of MFA is having a hardware device you have to plug in. Google Titan keys, uh, UB keys, extremely common and, and cost-effective to do this. And what's great about these platforms is 
unlike a human, it can't be tricked. So it has to match the website exactly perfectly in order for it to work. So anyway, so um, top to finish on the MFA. But the keys here, so far to, to rehash, we've got IM, we've got single sign-on, SSO, and we've got MFA. Okay, from here, where do you go? We go to number four. Number four is EDR, endpoint detection response. I hate the marketing term next generation antivirus or advanced antivirus. It is not. It is not antivirus. Antivirus is looking for tax signatures inside of a database to say this software is doing something weird. If you're running antivirus, you can just delete it. I mean, it's going to protect you from something that's been running for a long time out there in the world, but it's not going to give you any any real value protection to your environment, and your, your, your devices when you need it. So you want to run an EDR. Now, EDRs become foundational for other things within cybersecurity. You don't have to worry about those other things. We're not going to talk about it right now. What you want to understand is that your number four thing that you want to deploy is a good EDR platform. Okay. Next from EDR, we go to five. Five is SAT, Security Awareness Training. Listen, we can make fun of SAT. I do it all the time. Or SAT. We can make fun of SAT. There's horrible stories of people doing a SAT in terrible ways and doing horrible things to their employees. And I don't agree with that stuff. But if you can provide education to a user that at a just just makes them pause before they take action and just think about what's going on, you've won, right? That is a success case for SAT. SAT's also going to be required with most cybersecurity policies in terms of managing and helping reduce your risk. So you are going to want to have a security awareness training program in place, and which takes us to our last. Number six is secure email gateway. Secure email gateways will do a couple of things for you. The first one that people commonly think about is we, we refer to it as north-south traffic, right? So stuff on the internet into your email platform. But Max, I'm running Google or Microsoft Office 365 and I'm protected. Yes, you're better off than running nothing, but the detection that you get with Microsoft 365 or with Google Workspace versus what a actual secure email gateway platform will do for you is night and day. It is incredible. Now, first thing is that protection of that north-south traffic, okay, or coming into your environment, right? And so these get implemented by an, an MX redirect, so the MX record comes into the secure email gateway system. The other thing that these uh, platforms are doing that are phenomenal for you is the lateral movement, right? So they can connect into these platforms via APIs and journaling, and they can see emails flowing between accounts inside of inside of your environment. And this is critical for a couple of things, right? It's critical for account takeover and impersonation because a really common attack vector into an environment for whether it, we'll use what's a good example? Oh, wire transfers, right? Like, oh, we've convinced the accounting team to wire $40 million because the CFO has emailed them that you're acquiring some company and it's really secret and you got to get this money out right this second, right? That's a true story. It happened. So in this case, an attacker gains access to an account and then will profile that account and will learn how your operations work and they'll sit there and then they'll run it through some AI tool and come up with a script and then we fire off this attack and next thing you know, a wire transfer has gone out, right? So secure email gateways will help you prevent that impersonation and that lateral exploit inside of your environment. Now, the other thing that's cool about most secure email gateway systems in the market is they will bundle their own SAT tool. So you can go out and you can buy this as a combination. So you don't have to go out and license SAT and uh, email gateway separately. You can just go out and you can license an email gateway tool and that'll include the SAT modules and training, all these different things. And then the secure email gateway can, can participate in the actual SAT program. 
there are a lot more acronyms in the span of cybersecurity. It is a absolute complete word soup. It makes my friends in the military look like they don't have acronyms because we've, cybersecurity has decided to really up their game and dominate the acronym nonsense. But quick rehash, I am single sign-on, SSO, MFA, EDR, SAT, SEG. Now, why am I saying those big ones, right? Because those first three will give you the most value in terms of bang for the buck, what you're gonna get out of them, what they cost you to implement, the improvement to your cybersecurity posture, the ease of use and happiness by your employees, the ability for your HR team to provision, deprovision accounts when people are coming and going, all these things are great for you. And then from there, everything just gets better and gets a little bit more layered on it as well. I'm Max Clark. Let me know if you have any questions or if I completely got the feeling. Yeah.